Yeah, because you're going to have three outfit changes and none of them going to be tailored, ah. right? Like Aretha Franklin. Ah. Wait, why did I think Summer Walker was Shea Coulee? Hold on. Hold on. Wait, wait, wait. I see oh, wait. it. It's clicking. It's going. Yo, what's tea? <laughs> hey, y'all. We're back. It's Living Loud with your hosts, Vic and Maria. Hi. Back for another motherfucking week. Hi. Hey, y'all. Um, I wish we I, could record this because... Oh, yeah. I wish we had one of those... What do they call them? A Patreon? Uh, oh, shit. Because you guys can see me getting in full drag right now to go turn it. Happy birthday to time. my daughter, Priscilla. Happy birthday, friend, family of the show. Priscilla, regular. we'll see you in five minutes. We'll see you, girl, in a little bit. We're about to hop in the cab. Um, And we're actually bringing someone with us. There's Wait, someone in that? the room. I who see somebody that? back there. Is he drinking? Wait, say Ooh. hello. Just come on in. Come on in. Let hey, the guys, guys know who you are. <laughs> What's up, guys? He has How such a you? good nose. Oh, my God. That's a oh good note. Wait, wait, wait. I was reading a little something earlier. You have sent us a little ditty, and I said, wait a minute. There's another Boricua in the room. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Wait, I never knew that. I never mm-hmm. knew that. So, wait, wait, yeah. wait. Where, you grew up in Brooklyn? I'm born and raised here. My father's American, Puerto Rican, and then my mom is um, Bermudian. My mom is from Bermuda. Where? So, um, okay. Yeah. Help me out here, Kawan. How, yeah. how do you say it? Kawan, Kawan. Taiwan, yeah. Taiwan, the Bermuda Triangle. What really is that about? It's basically just. It's really just. Um, it's is, just the area of water. That's okay. Literally between Bermuda, which is in the North Atlantic, um, Miami, Puerto Rico, back to Bermuda, which forms the triangle. And that area of water, for a long period of time, uh-huh. was very deep, very um, turbulent. Like, and I think planes and used to get you know lost in there and most, I, of the time, it, and most of the time it was probably just a, a hurricane i remember and growing so, up being yeah. highly afraid of the bermuda triangle because of the media yeah and well, yeah you know that happens with you know that yeah you're the <laughs> second person that i've met this year from bermuda and i've always wanted yeah. to ask i grew up afraid of la chupaca- the chupacabra what the fuck hmm. is that? That was that that's was, a Mexican thing, right? No, it's not. It's a Puerto Rican thing. Wait, chupacabra is not like a Mexican folklore. No, I think the Mexicans have La Llorona. That's the witch, right? Yeah, she's like a river. Oh, you're good. You're good, babe. You know, listen. I know random facts. Kaiwan, so do you speak Spanish or are you like? I don't. I do uh, not. Go uh, uh, I do, but I can get by. I know how to speak some. So. I definitely, I, growing up here, I, I, it's funny, I learned Spanish all through school, and I would forget it because I wasn't using it every day. Listen, so, what'd you do this weekend? Happens, but I can speak Bermudian. Wait, what is that? It's, it's basically the Queen's English. It's very, like, very British. Mm. Well, Taiwan, yeah. how was your weekend? What was you up to? What's it your tea? good. You know, I'm still like a homebody a little bit. I barely go out. I've just gotten so used to being in the house. I've been working from home for the last four months been fortunate and blessed enough to do that let me just say because i know a lot of people 
um, aren't and haven't been, but as you guys know, I do PR for some liquor brands, some very uh, high-end liquor brands. Which like we'll get Moran into, because I've seen a bottle Bombay. that I wanted. So I've been busy. Like, y'all been <laughs> drinking in quarantine, so y'all been keeping me busy. Wait a minute. I'm so, going to say, yeah, send me a bottle. Shit. Have you been staying sane? Like, I know a lot of people freaked out since March. Have you been on some, like, super-duper stay away? Or have you been taking it easy? So I've been taking it easy. Uh-huh. I've been, um, very, first, I think the first two, the first month, it was also my birthday, I was literally in a house for a whole month straight by myself. Wait, you're a Pisces? Like, I did, in my apartment. I would not, I, would, I didn't leave my apartment. No, I said, are you a Pisces? No, I'm a Taurus. You're a Pisces. Oh. Know about, oh, y'all stubborn. Yeah. Yeah, we can be. I'm very. I'm. I'm. I'm pushing myself to be more understanding and be a better listener. So uh-huh. it's important, especially for my job. So and y'all get emotional too. I, I'm. I'm yeah, a Gemini, so I could write a book on Tauruses. I swear. All right. Well, I want to really? get into some things because while we have Kaiwan here, Kaiwan is very close to the Hollywood royalty, and I want to crack his head open (laughs) and get all the secrets. Here she goes. So here we go. We're going to get into Hot Topics right now, and Um, one of the big things that happened that kind of shook everybody up um, last week was, uh, into over the weekend, was the situation that happened with Tamar Braxton. Um, There was an announcement made that she had been hospitalized and was rushed to a hospital Mm -hmm. because she, it was presumed that she had made an attempt of suicide what's your take right, on that think it was and there was like a note or something or a thing that i saw i don't know if that was real or not um full disclosure i used to work with tamar i actually know tamar how long um, did you work with tamar i did i it was um it was just it wasn't long it was just for dancing with the stars okay i, moved to LA I heard she did really good on that stars. season i didn't watch it but i heard she did. she did yeah so i was there like every week with her doing press and stuff so um you know i don't i honestly don't know how she's doing right now but i know that based on what happened or allegedly had happened that you know apparently she you know tried to take her life that's what they that's what the reports are saying i don't know i don't don't know how she's doing right now i wish i did um it's been very hush hush they've been like they haven't yeah i've been really quiet um and i think i think during these times when you if it's true and someone goes through something like that, I think that as we're witnessing with other people right now, it's really hard. Like I think, I think she needs as much privacy and quiet time as possible. Right. If if that's the case, I know that there were some cryptic messages that she had wrote about being free or something. They found something. Yeah, yeah. And... But it was apparently a no. I don't know if it was. I don't know who it was in reference to. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I think we can all kind of get it. Right. Um, and if that is the case, then there needs, there needs to be something done. I know that, you know, that's a tight family. They all, you know, those sisters, as much as they fight on TV, they care about each other and they love each other. So. Do you I think, because they said yeah. that her boyfriend, like, found her. Yeah. And my thing is, see, I've... I think we all have known someone who like kind of kind of didn't want to be here anymore. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. I want to know if she wanted us to know. You know what I'm saying? Like, because they said, yeah. damn, like homeboy should have like put out a release and said she had exhaustion. She's taking a break. But like, 
Every- that's not him. I met I I met David. He's not that guy. He's not like a he's not the Hollywood yeah, machine he, guy. Uh uh-uh, uh no. Uh-huh. And I think like yeah, it's kind of it's just it's and that, it's just it's a reminder to us all like you never know what people are going through, right? I mean, you never know. People are like this happens to every almost not, almost all superstars. If right. you think about it, and I've worked with a lot of them, and I, and, and I think what happens is. is when you have all of that adulation and fame and people, you know, clamoring to be next to you, mm-hmm. and when you go home and it's, it's quiet, some people, people, a lot of celebrities do not know how. I've always to just said, be quiet. I've always said, like, to be a human being and to have mm-hmm. that, I'll say lifestyle, like a Beyonce yeah. and. Tamar, yeah. Tamar's not, you know, Beyonce, but Tamar is very, very well known. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You oh, know, yeah. to be a Beyonce or a Britney or a Michael Jackson or a Whitney, I feel like it's almost unnatural to be that famous. You know what I'm saying? For a human yeah. to be able to process that yeah. amount of yeah. pressure. You know what I'm saying? It is like, a lot. It's a lot. And, That's why they all kind of crack and lose it at a certain point. Right. Especially when they're young and coming up. Like, yeah, it was Justin, it was Justin, it happened to Justin, it happened to Britney. Um, we'll talk about that. Know, it happens, <laughs> it, yeah, it's happened to a lot of people, especially as, a, as you know, kids. Kids don't get to be kids, and you know, I used to work with Usher too, and I just remember one thing about Usher was that he always had, I think, because his mother was his manager mm-hmm. for throughout his career, is that he always is very grounded. Like I think it's Beyonce was the same way, it's the same way, and I think it's really your parents and how they take, how, you know, your upbringing. I think if you're not looking for attention, mm-hmm. um, then you're then you're not going to be craving it all the time when you do get it. Right. Well, they say definitely is like they say fame in Hollywood and money and all that. It only highlights who you already are. It exacerbates everything, yeah. right? And the issues or the struggles everything. you had. Yeah. And if so you like, were, so, yeah. So and it's kind of and it's kind of like you know it's kind of weird being on the. The back, you know, and the behind the scenes and watching it too, mm-hmm. because part of my job as a PR person has always been to manage and cultivate the image of the artist or the celebrity. Okay. And basically, it's just all messaging. It's really just like you tell somebody what someone, you tell somebody what your artist or client is doing, and they take your word for it, right? Mm-hmm. But now with social media. Um, and you know, having access to Twitter and Instagram, you know, you know, you know, talent and celebrities are like, you know, they can say and do whatever they want, and only you know, they just have to, they just have to delete it. But you know, but there's somebody there that always has to clean up the mess, and that's PR people, and that's where we go in and we kind of like, you know, whether it's a you know a spin, we give our own version of events. Um, See, people you know, really, it, and people think that like. Oh, I want to be famous. I want to be a musician, right? No, they don't, don't realize that it. you're becoming a company, <laughs> like a, a legit yeah. corporation. Yeah. yeah, you yeah. as a human being, your heart beating. You're yeah. a you're a corporation, and you represent. your yeah. tied to so many and, things, and you're and you're and you're paying people. Like you're you have people on payroll. Uh-huh. Like you literally are a corporation. Like you're literally a company that has people. People's lives depend on you. So how you behave and how you act and what you do affects everyone around you mm-hmm. and the same thing happened with Whitney Houston it's like when she lost when we lost her you know there were hundreds of people who had to find work and had to, after that kids had to had to stop going to college like she was putting kids to college right you know 
Um, and people don't realize like that, 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 that there's a whole ecosystem of people uh, that are getting paid off of, like, off of celebrities. I work so, even on like a smaller scale, like you, I work, mm-hmm. you know, in modeling, mm-hmm. these, these girls make a lot of money and mm-hmm. a, a lot of them are supporting their whole family off of what they do. Yep. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like I know I've heard of moms who quit their job and bought a house yeah. with their kids money. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. yeah. and yeah. if it goes away, the house goes mm-hmm. away. Now mom got to work again. You know what I'm saying? Like all of it happens when you start making this abnormal amount of dough. Right. Right. Yeah, it really does. And I think the one thing about this pandemic and what it's kind of taught people, especially people who work in entertainment, modeling, any uh, field where you have to touch or be next to people, mm-hmm. makeup artists, hairstylists, mm-hmm. stylists. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they've all had to like kind of stop. And a lot of people, you know, some, you know, they're making a lot of money, but a lot of people that I know in the creative field, a lot of people <laughs> are spending a lot of money too. Like there's there's lifestyles that people have to keep up with. I you said know, that. like to, to move a celebrity around costs a lot of money. When you so, saw a lot of VH1 people when COVID mm-hmm. hit start doing OnlyFans, mm-hmm. I said, okay. <laughs> I think we're realizing that they don't make as much as we think they do. Right, there's an assumption. But you Uh know what else I've always said? I've always said that the pressure financially really gets bigger the more you earn Mm -hmm. because your expenses and your bills become that much more. So so something like COVID comes and, you know, to the average person, our bills and rent are something, you know, that mm-hmm. we should be able yeah. to handle with a twelve hundred dollar stimulus, allegedly. Right. But allegedly. you know, because it didn't do shit over here. Hello. Right. Um, I got mine and I was like, oh I just, right. I actually was I put mine right away. I just like kind of I saved it. I um, sat on mine too, actually. That's the first thing I've ever yeah, seen. Yeah. I'm just I'm I thought you were gonna say that's the first thing I ever sat on and I was about to scream. Now what if I did say that? What's I the problem? Was going to scream. What if? I don't be sitting on nothing. Uh-huh. Oh my god. No. Listen, but... well let's take this into now an even deeper realm with what's happening. Yeah. And I think instead of kind of addressing them as like all these separate points. I think it's mm-hmm. very kind of appropriate to address it as a whole of what's happening Absolutely. right now in yeah. the West home, as well as uh, Britney Spears. So uh, yeah. recently, those of you who are listening, if you haven't seen, you're living under a rock, but Kanye mm. has had a series of meltdowns yeah. over the past couple of days. And there's been a huge backlash on, you know, who should be held accountable and what are the things that he should do? You know, black Twitter has really taken a, 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 a big leap on trying to diagnose and come up with their own versions of what should be done with Kanye. And what's interesting is, is that, you know, it, it's interesting during times like this, times of peril, people become professionals all of a sudden. Suddenly they have a degree in psychology. Suddenly mm-hmm. you got a degree in this. Listen, opinions yep. are fine. That's mm-hmm. great and all. Mm-hmm. But if you mm-hmm. are not, if you didn't go to school and study what yeah. it is to treat yeah. somebody with bipolar, people are right. so opinionated and it's crazy. Right. Um, and first, yeah, he's not, first of all, he's diagnosed, right? He's already yeah. been diagnosed with bipolar, so no one can diagnose him with anything else. He may be, he's having a, probably a manic episode, and anyone that knows what bi- bipolar is, like, you know, they, you know, you have your highs and your lows, and he's right now, he's having one of those very high moments. Uh-huh. And I think, you know, it's unfortunate because 
I think people are comparing him to Britney Spears, right? Mm-hmm. And they're comparing him to Britney's father. Having a uh, conservatorship. 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 Oh, but that, that, that's, a, that's a little different because that's Britney's father. Right. Kanye is a, a man who doesn't have parents. Right. Right? I think He's his dad a, is still around, though. Right. But, he, but his wife cannot be his conservator. His, Conservator, right? Unless he's hurting himself, right? Unless he's like physically hurting himself or somebody else, that's the only time, right? But him just having a rant and talking crap and tweeting, like that's you can't, they can't, they can't, they can't do anything about that. And he has to want to do, he has to want to uh, commit himself, right? But they not, said if you know, you're an adult, you know they can't do anything right. to you. And, and so, and, and to go. To Where do you the see point, Maria, about the black community trying to, like, black Twitter rather, trying to, like, yeah. diagnose him? I think it's really interesting that black Twitter is, like, is, is actually doing that because I think there's a lot of, there's a stigma in the black community about mental health right. already. So I'm just like, I think we need to address a lot of issues within, a, within the community first so that we can, you know, deal with Kanye too because Kanye Kanye first of all Kanye has enough money to deal with his own stuff right (laughs) okay like he has resources he has you know a family he has people that care about him it's not you know did you see today that um Dave Chappelle went out to the ranch in Wyoming to just hang out with him and I was like man he has people coming to visit him you know like I don't you know let me tell you I I started seeing a therapist last year thank god same and I was seeing my I was seeing my therapist right in the like as COVID hit, I was here at home. My therapist, we didn't we didn't skip a week. We were like, okay, Zoom. So doing Zoom. Mm-hmm. And then like one day in April, I think it was like I was working every day. I was getting tired. I was I was alone. I'm here by myself at home and you know my apartment in Brooklyn. And I'm like, I opened the screen. It was you know he's there looking at me. And I just started crying. Like I literally just started. Okay. I broke down and I just like started. I don't even know why. But I just like, I, and, and, and we just, I cried throughout the entire session. And I think it was really cathartic and just, I felt so much better because I think as, 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 as black people, as people of color, uh-huh. as young people, we think we are invincible and we can take on anything, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that that's what I was doing. I was like, okay, I can handle this coronavirus. But then when like the Black Lives Matter thing happened and then like you have this intersectionality uh-huh. of, race and healthcare and you know all of this stuff it's like it was it, it becomes too much and i think with someone like kanye someone like britney someone like Tamar, you know we're all they all have all this pressure mm-hmm. and this pressure where like you said they have people to feed they have you know salaries to pay they, they have opinions on their life <laughs> yeah you know what i'm saying it's, it's a lot it's a lot i know? wanted to talk um, about people saying that this was Kim Kardashian's fault. And I'm going to say this, like I've probably seen maybe one episode of the Kardashians in my life. Yeah. Like I really don't follow the show. I yeah. don't follow any of them on the social media. Cause I don't have to, like if they do anything, yeah. it'll just pop up anyway on my feed. Yeah. And so I'm not someone who pays close attention, but what I do know that is so unfair to mm-hmm. blame what your husband does and their illness right, yeah. on the wife or the mother-in-law yeah. or the the, the, right. the sisters-in-law. Like, what does the and mother-in-law I, have to do with that? I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna just. I don't think they they they, they contributed 
of anything, but I don't think they helped either. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think it helped that, you, you, you know, he got involved with him and she's like this, you know, like, it's just, it's just so much. Like, she's that a world mega star of, and it's like, yeah, it adds to the pressure. But here's the thing about it's Kanye. Lot, so right. I was He's the like biggest, I was the biggest Kanye West fan that I knew. Mm. Like, from album one till maybe yeah. Life of Pablo. Like, once he put mm-hmm. the MAGA hat on, I was officially done. He was losing me before that. But once he put the hat on, I was done. Yeah. Because I know in my heart, I'm like, Kanye, you don't even support MAGA. You're doing no. it to no. be an asshole. Yeah, You're doing it to be a contrarian. Yeah, I think so, too. But my thing is... And I think a lot of it is... Yeah, go ahead. When people say, like, oh, Kim K, Kim K, we got to remember that Kanye... He searched for that girl. Like, Kanye wanted that girl. Like, that girl did not throw everything away for Kanye. Kanye threw everything away for her. He wanted her. And that goes back into how black men view exotic women. And... Let's call it a spade. It's not even exotic women. It's white women. Right. Well, she's white exotic. Because she's white, but she's Armenian. She's white with a big butt. She's white. You know what I'm saying? She's white, but tan in the summer. You know what I'm saying? Like... So it's like she white, but she exotic white. So it's like even yeah, more better you. than a white girl. So it's like, yeah. but when mm-hmm. you think about yeah. it, he wanted her so bad. That was his prize. He went after her. Yeah, he went after her. Yeah. He's, he wrote so many songs about fucking her and being with her and all this stuff. And da da da. Was that before or after the sex tape? This was way after. This is way after. This yeah. is way after. Oh, okay. He okay, wanted her. Okay. Yeah, he wanted her back then, but they was always with other people. He was with Amber. She was with whoever. And then wasn't and, he like engaged to someone in between that and left her? Oh wow. For Kim? He. Yeah. No, he was engaged with someone before Amber, and yeah. he used to write. He wrote his first two albums about this chick named Alexis, who he promised to marry, and da 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 da. And then dumped her for Amber Rose, who was a bit lighter. <laughs> and then dumped Amber for Kim K, who's a bit lighter. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, yeah. but my thing is, if my partner was having a mental break and I knew he was sick mentally, mm-hmm. and I'm dealing with that, I actually, this is so funny. I just was getting to know someone romantically two weeks ago. Uh-huh. And he told me up front, I struggle from this, this, and that, and all types of depression. And this was in the beginning. And he canceled two dates on me. And he was very apologetic. And he told me why. Mm -hmm. I'm having a depressive spell. I just need time alone. This has nothing to do with you. And all that. And I asked Maria, I said, am I wrong if I choose not to get involved? Yeah, you're not wrong at all. You know what I'm saying? He's absolutely right to tell me what he's going through. Right, absolutely. I'm I'm so amazed and I'm glad that he can be mature and admit this. But am I wrong to say... Well, you know what? I think we should pump the brakes. Right, I'm not interested. Mm. Because mm. my thing is well, this: I don't know if I have it <laughs> to handle right. that, to stand by. Because you right. have to be a strong person to date someone right. openly well, expressing their mental health. They're married. They're married, so it's it death. It's so death do apart for them. They, you know, they got married, they have kids, they have a family. It's, it's you know, it's a little tougher. Right, it's I think beyond that already. If you ask me, yeah. I think kids is more of a solidifier than a wedding ring because yeah, marriages in Hollywood don't mean a goddamn thing true. nowadays. Like, I agree. I agree. But like, well, you know that, yeah. Britney, so Britney's sister, Jamie Lynn, who's been gone for like twelve mm-hmm. years, she made a post yeah. today saying. Basically, leave Britney alone. Leave my fucking sister alone, you bitches. Leave my sister the fuck alone. Like, no one knows what they're talking about. And 
even if I oh. wanted to talk about it, I'm never gonna talk about it with y'all. Like point blank period. My sister's fine. What? I and didn't hear about that. She just posted it. It was just on. I think but she might what, even what did a video. Talking about like what? what who's, who's messing with Britney now? Well, have you well, seen? Well, half of the world <laughs> is like free Britney, free Britney. She's oh, like because they because no one because no one's seen her. No, 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 no. So the whole conservatorship with her father. Yeah. She's been under conservatorship for what twelve years now. Yeah, and it's been a while. she cannot make any, almost any decisions in her life without getting approved by her dad. She can't hire anyone. She can't fire anyone. She can't uh, get married. She can't. What? She can't see her children like in certain she ways. She can't vote. She, she can't, can't donate yeah. blood. She can't do none of that. Her father controls all her finances. Her father controls all of this. You cannot speak to her. She can't have a meeting with you without getting approved by her dad first. Oh my God. They said when she did the music video with Iggy Azalea, they did a song, what, two, three years ago? They said they Uh had to search Iggy's entire, like, uh, trailer or hotel to make sure Iggy had no drugs on her. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's times when they say Britney would leave the house and write her credit card number down on a piece of paper and say, can you please charge it? And they're like, what is this? And she's like, I can't use my car. My dad has my card. And she can't, she doesn't have access to her own money. So people are saying free Britney. But at the same time, is she well? You know what I'm saying? Right. Because then she posts this video that she does and she looks a little kooky crazy. She looks like if you took your hand. If if she was well, she would be, um, she would have, she would tell people she's well. She would go to the, she would go, she would hire a little. She would have somebody, you know what I like mean? Like, fight her dad. Right. Yeah. It's a, and it's a, apparently, you know, it sounds like it's a campaign, so I, I, don't, I don't know what... Where's, the, where's her mother? I feel like this, like, I've always said, once people say you have a mental illness, right, and mm-hmm. you go three years, three years without having a moment or, you know, being off, people will mm-hmm. always still consider you to be mentally ill. Mm-hmm. I feel like once you have that stamp of, oh, this person suffers from this or that or whatever, you can go six, seven years and be perfectly fine yeah. and adjust it. And people yeah. will always be like, well, you got to be yep. careful around Britney. You know what I'm saying? You got to be careful around Kanye. But she was, I think she she was fine. After, remember she shaved her head into the baseball bat and all that. Mm-hmm. I think that she, 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 she came out of that very, I think she was fine. I thought she was fine. I don't know where this whole... How her dad she had another break the, somewhere that we didn't really know yeah, about. It wasn't as public. Okay. You can tell. Here's my thing: like when you watch her videos and she's like dancing on Instagram, mm-hmm. watch it after yeah. this when we're done. Yeah. There's nothing behind her eyes, and mm. I, and I hate I hate saying that because but it might I don't, be the drugs. It might I, be the no. drugs that they're giving her. I agree. 100% I is. agree. I agree. They they did that to Michael Jackson. They did that to like like I do like somebody. I swear, like I think that these the people around them, in order to control them and to make money, continue making money off of them, you have to keep them sedated. Mm-hmm. You have to keep them, and I think honestly, it may even be happening in Kanye. Mm-hmm. I think I Kanye hasn't, to- but she Kim said Kanye refuses to take his medicine, which is believable. That's believable. That he refuses to take Or he may be it. taking too much of it. Like sometimes, you know, with bipolar, you kind of have to have the right dosage. And I think he maybe either he's not taking enough or he may be taking too much. Like you can, you can go either way. And I think that, you know, 
I can see, I can see him already like being the kind of person that doesn't take his medication because he's busy all the time. But I, you know, I just it, this is just really sad when you see celebrities at this level who are who are, who are practically geniuses, right? Mm-hmm. Who have who have gotten fame and fortune and the, the living lives that we all would love to live one day, and who just you know who just break. And I think that it's really sad to kind of see it. And I think. I'm, and I'm, I'm going to segue into what's happening now with the, you know, with the, with everything that we're going through in this country and the world about this pandemic and uh-huh. with civil rights and racial and, and you know injustice. I really want everyone to really pay attention to what they're saying and what they're doing because we're going to have to come out on the other side of this, like with our heads on straight. And right. a lot of people aren't. A lot of people are really struggling for this. I've already you know, said in, in, yeah. a, in about two months. I'm yeah. taking a legit break from social media. Like, yeah, I'm taking, yeah. I might keep my Twitter because I really don't post on Twitter. I really yeah. don't post much. I just read and mm-hmm. I crack up at the video. But I think I might have to take a break. And even from Twitter, because yeah. Twitter can really wear me thin. And, and oh, my thing Twitter's is, like, boom, boom, boom. Yeah. And it's so much beauty that comes from it, right? There's so much activism and, and social mm-hmm. awareness that comes with it. Like, mm-hmm. I think it has made me a better person, even in the past three years of just being aware of certain things yeah. and certain sensitivities. But then yeah. it's, it gets so heavy and it's so contradictory and it's so inflammatory. And it's like, mm-hmm. and every day somebody else is canceled for. Oh, they tried to cancel me one day. I was like, y'all better get out of here. Oh, yeah. wait, I want to hear about it. Wait, into it. let's get yeah. into what it. Happened? What happened? What happened? So it was weird. Um, a friend of mine had real short stories. My friend, um, you probably know him, Brian McLight. Uh, yes, I know that name. I may know his face. Yeah, he's my, he's a good friend of mine. He's from Bermuda. Oh, he's from Bermuda. Okay. Um, and so he made, he said something on Twitter one day that really resonated with me and I read it the wrong way and I, it was totally fine. He said something about black parents are going to stop, are going to learn to stop telling their kids um, to not go outside in the sun and get, and to get black. Don't yeah, because you don't want them don't... to get too black. Right. Right. So right. I remember being told that as a kid, and I think I and I so I was in I was I, when I read it I read it from a, when like if I you know being a child and stuff in, in the sun and I just kind of made a joke back to him and I said I said yeah my I said it's funny my grandmother used to tell me the same thing but I said something about oh I don't care anyway I just get like a, I said something about a caramel can or something and all I remember. I just like closed my Twitter and went about my business. Uh-huh. I came back <laughs> and I had all of, I had all the black Twitter dragging me about talking about I was I was colored I was talking about I mean something about being like a toasted almond like something like I wasn't I didn't I said I wasn't basically I said I wasn't black and so because I was said they were like oh you you have a color complex and oh they Wait. drug me for sure so you basically said what kind of color you turn and it came yeah, up but as... it wasn't black it wasn't black it right. was like i said something about being just you know like a nice bronze like oh i don't turn like black that. i turn like a nice bronze i turn bronze right because uh-huh. i'm like yellow i said i said something about being high yellow and turning bronze you know and what they were like it's... They were, i think people are just so color sensitive right now um but you know what i saw um someone posted today about people mm-hmm. who 
these these social justice warriors, right? And listen, we need who them. work my damn nerves a lot of fucking times. <laughs> See, and I'm very I'm very Azalea Banks to the bullshit. Right. I've actually been begging for uh-huh. someone to try me on Twitter because <laughs> I got the time. I'm gonna go right. there. I know. I I actually didn't care. I thought it was funny because I knew I knew what my intentions were, so uh-huh. I never responded to anything. I I hit up um um what's his name and I said, oh my god, did you? Because the thing was that his his tweet went viral. It went like it has like fifty thousand like likes on it, and so that's why I was getting a lot of attention. Right. So was there anything about it? But he was like, he was like, I turned them. He said, like, I turned that new button on. And he was like, it was getting overwhelming because there was so many tweets that he was getting alerts and stuff. So I'm people like, gotta work. Know, like, his thing. Yeah. People gotta work on their triggers. Because my thing yeah. is, colorism is a very sensitive thing, even to me. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm actually, I didn't yeah. know how sensitive about it I was until, like, yeah. adulthood. But yeah. I grew up in a very mixed skin tone family. Like, my father mm-hmm. is your complexion. Same. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? My father's your complexion. Mm-hmm. I'm medium brown. My mom and my sisters right. are dark skinned. I got a real and black right. ass side of my family and then a real light ass side of my Maria's family. Maria's considered yeah. dark skin in her house. You know what I'm saying? Wow. Like, oh, yeah. I'm darker in my house. Like, in my house, she's, mm. you know, light bright. Lighter, right. But in her yeah. house, she's a brown, brown girl. Wait mm-hmm. a minute. I gotta... Go ahead, hold it. Wait. Keep we're running. recording. That's fine. <laughs> I'm, I'm doing my shrink wrap, uh, Kaiwan. I'm sentient. Okay, so you know, every time I've met you guys, well, the first time I met you guys, it was the same thing. You guys were getting dressed, doing the getting glam. Talk Wait, about remember? it, bitch. Where'd you meet us? It was at the, um, the Moby um, <laughs> photo shoot. Remember? Wait, you were at the Moby shoot? The, the Moby shoot that we did with Laqu- Laquan. The nylon? That's when I first met you guys. You guys were right in front of me. For Nino uh, Magazine? No, no, no. The first one. The first, the first one. It was, yeah. Yeah. That's oh. where I first met you guys the first one. It was at the Loft in Brooklyn. Oh, that's right. At Holy Rad Studios. Yes. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. And you guys were getting dressed and getting glammed and all that. Like, And I feel like it's the same thing watching you guys now. Oh, no. I this watch. is our This is our MO. I can't. She's I love the, it. I love it. Like you, you're, it's always a nip in the tub. Uh-huh. She's done this once before while we recorded. Beat. It's my favorite thing to do. <laughs> no, so go ahead. Wait, so Kawan, let's get into your tea. What? How'd you get I, into PR anyway? Like, when did all that shit start? Oh, well, it kind of. You know what? It, so I've been in PR for twenty years. I know it's a long time. For twenty. Um, years. So this is actually my twentieth year. And you're only twenty-five, PR. so that's crazy. <laughs> Wow, you started young. Yeah, I know. Good for I know. you. <laughs> and the crazy, the great thing about it is that like, I love doing it because I get to like create narratives and shape stories and really build brands. Uh-huh. And I kind of just fell into it. Um, you know, after college, I kind of went, started out as an intern in the music business and worked at a record label. And I kind of just really liked it. And I just said, let me just kind of just see how it goes. And, you know, Started being an assistant at Air the Records, and then went on. I was at the Source Magazine. I did publishing. I did, and then I went into luxury. Without saying too much, Kaiwan, because you mentioned yeah. the music industry. Yeah. Why do you think everybody uh, that leaves Bad Boy always say they didn't get paid? They didn't get paid. Uh huh. I know you know. Um, I mean, I know, <laughs> but I mean, I. Can't. 
I can't say why. So, no, bitch, talk about it or leave it on the playground. No, what What no, do you no, think? No. Say it without saying. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna say this. So when you have when you have when you when you when you have a company and that's run by someone who's never had a lot of money, and when they get money, uh-huh. they want to keep their money. Uh-huh. Like the last thing I think Oprah said is like when you've been poor and you've been broke, the last thing you want to ever do is when you get money, it's that. To go back right you know what it's like right, right. so you will fight to the death to it, never go back so you can call it cheap you can call it frugal you can call you know um i don't know people certain you know specific situations on why people didn't get paid but i just know you know and even me as personally as a as a business person uh-huh. i'm always trying to get this the the the, the cheapest uh deal uh-huh. and right. you know that's how you that's how you grow well i mean you know and that's how you stay, 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 and that's how you, you protect know, your money. Your money in your bank account, yeah. Uh, so, like you know, I said, like we, we said, that's what you know. That's what, but that was you know, but that wasn't even the same. That was just the entire cult. That was a cultural thing too. It's like black music division. Uh huh. Like Tony Braxton, TLC. Like yeah. They all. Yeah, everybody was spending, spending, spending. Um, and then the bubble burst, and then everybody has to figure out like how to readapt. And I think it's happening again now with the pandemic but i think everybody's trying to figure out if you had a job that just required you you have to really be creative right now right and figure out okay let me um when i say all our work meetings are about being creative being creative being creative because new york did not shoot and did not film and record productions for months we had to get Mm -hmm. creative people had to do things via online and do this photo shoot Mm -hmm. online and People, we yeah. had to send people to Europe, and like yeah, it was. I saw, I saw like how uh, Chloe and Howie doing like that photo shoot via yo, Zoom. Or they ate that up. Like, they ate that. They actually like, need whoa. like an award for how they killed COVID because like that was amazing. They they did a whole album rollout. The album's amazing, and yeah. their performances have just been a one so dope. Yeah. Like, they made me a fan. Somebody who could really care less, what, six months ago? I I went and downloaded the album. Absolutely. They deserve it. They deserve the download. I want to know, Kaiwan, for people at home, what is PR? Like, is it kind of like what Olivia Pope does on Scandal? PR is like now. Okay, so PR used to be, it's evolved, right? I Uh think a lot of people think of PR as like, oh, it used to be, okay, you know, I have a celebrity. I'm going to get them in a magazine. I'm going to get them on TV. I'm going to book this show. I'm going to book, you know. With this interview, mm-hmm. it's an old school way of thinking about PR. It was mm-hmm. strict media relations, and you have relationships with all these people, and you can you can make shit happen. Right now, it's you know these days it's really about you know, I I don't even call myself a publicist anymore. I call myself like a um, I call myself like a brand architect because basically what you're doing is it's like you're touching everything from digital to advertising to you know, social to, um, you know, to magazines, to, to pod, podcasts, you know, and like you really have to get creative and, and, and figure out different ways to tell the, tell your story, right? Now, and how do you them. feel that that differs from being a manager to being someone well, who's right. their PR? So managers mostly deal with business, right? So managers, do they, they, they handle the deal. Right. They handle more of the, the payment, the money. Part, the they handle the money. And, and sometimes like, but sometimes I do that too. You know, sometimes I'll have a, you know, if I have a client and I have a friend that works at Coca-Cola and they say, hey, we want, you know, we want Vic, we want Vic to be our new spokesperson. And, mm-hmm. you know, Vic has to, you know, have to have all of the qualities that fall in line with the brand's values. 
Right. And so, it, you know, those contracts are really, really ironclad. Like they are, like they have like that, you know, those uh, moral clauses and stuff. So it's like someone like, a lot of people don't know this, but like someone like Mike Tyson or Chris Brown cannot get major brand endorsements because they are they are convicted felons. Wow. And most, yeah. And okay. most brands have a morality clause in those contracts and ethics clauses, which basically they can't even get, they can't even, they won't touch you. Yeah. Wow. And so, yeah, so Mike Tyson's charge was like 20 years ago. Right. And they, nope, they still won't touch them. So what do you think is harder to like navigate from a PR perspective? Dealing with people like in music or like luxury brands? It's, no, it's talent, I would say. Talent because there's so many, with talent, there's more people involved. Right. So like on any given day, like you have the talent, right? But with talent alone can be challenging because, you know, not everyone wakes up happy and chipper and ready to go and ready to have people poking and prodding at their faces and, you know, at photo shoots and stuff. And then, you know, you have to worry about people being late and people, you know, there's egos involved. You have managers, you have assistants, you have hairstylists, you have makeup artists. How like have you ever been tried on set somewhere with someone? Yeah, what was their uh, ego? You know he did. <laughs> you know he did. Actually, I have I have a better one for you. I was actually standing right there when I was like literally in between Nicki Minaj and um, Cardi B when they had that. Get fight. the fuck um, out! You yeah, was right I there. Was, I was standing right there with Law Line, um, Kelly Rowland, and we were walking in, and they had just talked to actually both of them, and I was. And right there when Cardi rolled up on her and I was like, everybody actually thought that it was, they were going to like talk and like everything was going to be cool. Uh-huh. So there was a moment of like hope. <laughs> like uh-huh. literally there was like a, like you were like, oh my God, look what's about to happen. And then it just, it went yeah. and then when, when Nikki turned her back, <laughs> she literally turned her back and looked at the wall and it was like, and I think that's what, that's Who what, you know, put that knot really on Cardi's head? Who did it? Was it Rashida <laughs> Ali? No, 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 no. It was it, nobody. I don't. Nikki never touched her. I think it was. It was like the security's elbow hit her in the head. Yeah. Well, Nikki yeah. said Rob did it. Nikki you know, said Rob, Rob beat her no, up. No, I don't. Rob didn't. No, Rob. Rob didn't do nothing. Didn't do nothing. Why do you think Nikki Rob said like, Rob did that? To troll her. So why would Nikki say that? It was to troll her. To piss what her off. Mean, yeah, because she was yeah to piss her off to make it look like she got. You know, got one in. You know how these folks are. Um, but yeah, I'm like, I was just, I know I was like petrified. I literally was like, I cannot believe that I'm literally standing here watching a brawl with these two women in gown. Did you hear about, did you, you know who Mac Miller is, the musician? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think his PR person is the one who discovered him. Like, that he really? was, yeah, he was, he was late for oh, a video God. shoot. He was late for a video shoot or a photo shoot. He was late for a job. Yeah. And yeah. he wasn't answering his phone. And I just always thought it was interesting that his either PR person or his manager, she was the first person to find him. It might have even been Karen Civil. I don't know if it was, I know mm. she was one of the first people there, but I always thought yeah. that was fascinating. It wasn't his mom. It wasn't his dad or right. brother, sister. It wasn't his, his girlfriend. It was literally yeah. his business partner. And right. it shows how intimate. I, I tell Maria all the yeah. time, like, when I signed up yeah. to be an agent, I uh-huh. knew what I was signing up for, but I also did not know 
what I was signing mm-hmm. up for. Because right. when I say it's a marriage, like it's no clock yeah. in, clock out. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> oh no, I know. There's I no know. clock in, clock out. Like, if someone is, if your client is up at 2 a.m. and they're going through something and it has some has to do with you, you got to be mm-hmm. up. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, you, like the agent client relationship is so strong. So same thing mm-hmm. with the PR. It really is client really relationship. Is. There's a lot of trust. I mean, I've had to sign NDAs, of course, and not, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a lot, you know, there's, you definitely have to trust. You spend a lot of time with each other. Do NDAs um, expire? Some of them? I'm sorry? Do some NDAs expire? No, well, the thing with the NDAs is that they're, you know, a lot of people don't know this, but a lot of them, you know, they're not, most of the time they're not enforceable. They're not enforceable. I mean, they're not enforceable. Yeah. Oh. It's really just, it's a, it's a square tactic. It's not even square tactic, but I mean, they really, like, they have, like, you're not gonna, no one's gonna take you to court for. Right. And, like, I've never heard of anybody being, like, sued and going broke over breaking in the NDA. So why do people, people do, do it? Like, it's Mariah Carey like just said, it's it, remember? Uh-huh. Yeah, it's a square tactic. Cause they kept, they do that on set a lot of places. You gotta sign yeah, up. Yeah, like, you know, you may not ever day. work in the industry again. <laughs> Right, but, the word of mouth. You know, like, yeah, yeah. So, that happens to a lot of people. Like, you get blacklisted. I um, know. Hollywood, without, Hollywood is notorious for it. Without telling certain names, but I know that you've had a client who had that a very bad PR year. <laughs> and what do you do when your mm-hmm. client is literally hated and is literally, like, bombing, like, in the court of public opinion? Back when you did celebrity. Oh, it was it was one of my clients. Uh huh. <laughs> I know. I think I know who you're talking about. I'll say he was uh, a he was a man. You said he was a man. A Caucasian man. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I think you know. It, it kind of happens always. I, I one thing I realized about that situation was that I've always kind of brought it back to the music, right? right. Was, you know, the music is really at the end of the day, and thank God, like he was a music guy. Uh-huh. But you have to bring it back to the talent, and he, you know, the talent. Other outside of that, like you know, especially when they don't want to talk about that stuff, they don't want to talk about things that happened ten years ago. They don't want to talk about things, you know, lawsuits. They don't want to talk about you know, they're private lives, and I get it. Um, and you have, people have to respect that. And it was really tough. I'm going to say, it was really tough to, 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 to navigate that. Like, it was, every interview was like, like, you have to, as a journalist, you have to bring it up, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And that's where, like, my job comes in, is like, you, that's where those relationships come in. And you have to, you know, you, that's when you have to say, look, please don't ask this question, and please don't include it in the article. Right. And, and nine times out of ten, it would they wouldn't listen, and they would do it anyway. And it's always like, but those are the things that unfortunately come along with things. Yeah. Um, you kind of have to roll with it. Well, I know the, a lot of times, know, wouldn't you like send, they would send you the questions first. Don't they do well, that a not lot? Not everyone does that. That's something you request. Okay. And that's some, sometimes that's a deal breaker for some people. Really? Like, okay. Like, yeah, it depends on the level of the level of the celebrity. Like someone like Beyonce can ask, like you cannot just go into an interview line. Right. No one's ever going to get an interview with her, like, without knowing every single question you're going to ask. So, like, Beyonce could request every question beforehand, but 
maybe right. Summer like, Walker like, can. Today show, like, there's certain, like, there's certain shows on TV, national network shows, that will never, as they say it, we're, we're never, we don't give questions in advance. And it's like, yes, you do. You give them for Tom Cruise and for, like, those, and Will Smith. For the like, certain people. Because they, would never, because they would never get to interview. Uh-huh. I saw they something would, with Robert Downey Jr., right? And... Mm-hmm. You know, everyone knows that he used to be, like, in and out of rehab or whatever before he became Mr. Marvel. And Mm -hmm. he's talked about it extensively, his road to recovery and all that. Mm -hmm. But I think his last interview about this subject, he shut it down. And somebody said, oh, well, you want to talk about it? As the fuck he should. Why I got to keep talking uh about the same shit? A journalist's job is to make it engaging and to do their research and shit like that. If there's 20 interviews about Mm -hmm. rehab, why would I interview you about rehab? What other other answer are you going to give me? There's so much more going on. And it's like, yeah, I probably... Didn't didn't he get up and walk out? He did. I think he did. I think he did. Mm -hmm. But you know what, though? I think being a journalist is a lot harder than people think it is. Because you do. Because you... You do have to figure out what's interesting to talk about. You know what I'm saying? Not only what's interesting, but also how to ask questions uh-huh. the right way uh-huh. and kind of like warm them up. You have to warm. You have to get them comfortable. You have to kind of really. It's not even about a Q and A. It's about a conversation. Right. And I think a lot of journalists like they forget that they're talking to a human being that has a story. Everybody has a story, and people like to tell stories. So I think if you do. And I've, I, you know, I've sat down many interviews with people, and I, I, the ones that are always the best are the ones, are the journalists that do their research, and they find things that no one else knows. Right. They find out, you know, and then they just, and they kind of slip it in. They'll be like, oh, tell me about when you were in grade school and you had that teacher you had a crush on. And like, no one would, has ever known that, right? right? And, but somewhere in the research, this celebrity or whoever they're interviewing, has said that somewhere, right? you know? And it just didn't get a lot of traction. And you kind of have to like find those things and kind of weave them all together to say it to the story. I have a question, Kawan. So yeah. you live, so okay. you've been behind the curtain, right? And yeah. so you know what perception is, mm-hmm. basically audience perception. And then you know what real yeah. life is. Mm-hmm. So you know what people think about maybe a client or a person, yeah. a celebrity, and you know what it really is. And yeah. how much is it, what percentage would you say is the truth? Meaning like a lot, there's rumors that Tom Cruise is like a monster, right? And yeah. he presents say, yeah, this nice guy yeah. character, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But then there's people that whisper mm-hmm. or such like mm-hmm. Will and Jada, right? There's been rumors yeah. for years that they had an open situation and that mm-hmm. they this and that. And then it finally yeah. came out this month that mm-hmm. it's kind of true that they do yeah. date other people, but it, up until it, this happened, it was always just speculation. Yeah. Now yeah. you never see you never see one hundred percent of someone that's on camera or, or out in public. You never see one hundred percent of them. Mm-hmm. You always you're always going to get you're, gonna, you're never you're going to probably get the other half. Like mm-hmm. there's everyone's probably a little different, but some people are just naturally themselves, and you'll still be like that. Same person. I think most of the people are very. Everything is prepped, it's scripted. They know what they're going to say. They know where they're going to go, and so they put. Everyone puts on. They get. You know, it's sort of like when you go to work. It's sort of like you know when I go to work. Like I, I code switch, right? Right. And that's in, but that's important because people are yeah. under so much pressure 
that yeah. sometimes yeah. they in the moment they won't even know what to say because mm-hmm. their brain's not even thinking so they need to be right, right. but dude right. i'm starting to think that right like these yeah. influencers they kind of change mm-hmm. the game because somebody like cardi b yeah. She would just go on her phone and talk to the camera. Before she ever did mm-hmm. Love and Hip Hop, before she mm-hmm. ever had a record deal, we fell mm-hmm. in love with who that person was. Mm-hmm. She wasn't media trained or, you know what I'm saying? She didn't have shit. She was right. a stripper. And that's why people, that's what people fell in love with. Right. And yep. now it's like, well, we, she can't, she can't become somebody else because we know who she is. We know mm-hmm. she's this unfiltered, yeah. wild, wacky, witty, da 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 da, ratchet yeah. hood. But like somebody like Beyonce, we actually have no idea who Beyonce is. We don't know her personality and, and, and at you, all. And you, and, you, and you won't for a long time. Uh-huh. The only time I think is like you probably ever will get in is when she shows you her home video food or something. And even so, still, it's very much, I'm showing you. Uh-huh. Like, yeah. it's not like you yeah. caught me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm showing you this picture. It's kind of like, oh, that's, let me see the pictures we took today. And yeah. then the person only shows and you I the think, three that they like. And I think that that's okay because I think she deserves some slice of privacy. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. I think just a little bit, and just, you know, she just has, you know, and I think that, I think her and Jay have navigated that so well, and I think, you know, despite, of, you know, as much attention as they get. Why do you are, think, think when, I was going to say, when people, when Beyonce used to do interviews, right? People yeah. would say she sounded <laughs> so robotic and sounded so stiff. I yeah. think that is literally what we're talking about is yeah she's yeah. so media trained it was even, it was mm-hmm. so hard to be natural like mm-hmm. i don't know i know who kelly Rowland is i mean i don't know the girl but like you know what i'm saying she could yeah. sit on live and just talk same thing yeah. with michelle yeah. what michelle beyonce will yeah. never do that you saying are you saying i don't think so so yeah that's you know i think it's yeah I think but i think that I think that that's just how Beyonce was grown. I think mm-hmm. she was always rehearsed and always, and everything was just very structured in her life. And I think it's just always been like that. And so she's just very, she's always been, been like that. So I think that's, um, you know, but she, she, I think she's come out of that show a lot. Like she's more organic with her speaking and when she's doing, when she's doing interviews, and I think she has her, has her own way of thinking. I think it's really great to see artists bring they grow. Have you ever met her? Yeah, I actually have a picture with her. <laughs> what? Yeah. I have a question for you. Like, and this is Goals. for you. Goals. So we talked about how everyone else lost their mind this year. Yeah. And you mentioned earlier in the episode that you started seeing a therapist. So what do yeah. you do to stay, keep your feet on the ground, and stay grounded? And because you work in a very intense business, like you work mm-hmm. with these important these brands, and you're yeah. constantly yeah. What do you do? to make sure your well, head don't spin. Yeah, it's weird. It's, it's, it's funny you ask that because I was just, before I, you know, saw you guys, I was thinking, I was like, you know how some people, like, you know, some, you know, some people, I was, you know, some people are the first people to go to college in yeah. the family. Yeah. I was actually the first person to go to therapy in my family. Uh-huh. Um, like, as an adult. Like, as, like, there's no one, I think there's no one else in my family that's gone to therapy that I know of. Yeah, me And too. so for me, it was a very, it's a conscious decision that you have to make not when something's wrong, but like when something, when you just know that like as you become an, and I think this goes for everybody, for all of us, we have a responsibility to take care of ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, no one knows themselves better than you. Mm-hmm. And I think when there's something wrong, especially when you when you feel, when you know you don't feel right, there's something off and you, 
Yeah, and I just, I remember this, I just think about how I grew up, and it wasn't like, it wasn't like the white picket fence, and, you know, I was raised with my grandmother and all this stuff, but I just remember having these, like, anger issues and kind of being mad, and just trying to, like, I need to talk to somebody. And I just That's always wanted to explore it, and I did, and I'm like, I think it's important because especially as we deal with people in our lives, relationships, and mm-hmm. whether it's professional work or personal, I think that it's really beneficial for everybody to, like, talk to somebody. Mm-hmm. And even if it's not a, a clinical therapist, I think, you know, you have a close friend or, or you know, a family member or a mentor mm-hmm. that you can just talk to and who's not going to be judgmental. Now, I do find that therapists for me, because I'm actually, I'm, I have two therapists. So mm-hmm. now I have, I had to get a second therapist because I needed a, I, I was seeing a, an Asian woman, and now I, I, start, I have to see, I have to start seeing a, a, a black, black person, man. A gay black man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. Because for me, it was about identity. It was like, I needed someone who could understand when I'm talking about certain things. I'm I, not, I, don't I know someone. Um, maybe I'll text it to you after the show, but I had a friend who told me about someone. He's actually in Brooklyn. And um, I never got around to contacting him because I was like a gay black man therapist in Brooklyn. He's kind of like, oh, yeah, I have one. I have one already. I, I started, I, this is, I'm like, I started seeing him already. Really? And it's been, it's been a world of a difference. I'm on my third week and I'm just like, wow. And it's like, it's a different kind of therapy too. It's psychotherapy. So it's not like, it's not uh, psychology. Mm-hmm. But psychotherapy is just a lot more emotional. Okay. Um, it's, it's very like, it's very personal, like to the point where, it's almost like you're talking to like your father or your mother mm-hmm. and they kind of channel, they channel people that you have trauma with. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like you're in the room with your parents. Mm-hmm. I kind met of, with, um, I met with a black woman last year. She had oh, like a, you better she, work, Maria. You better, you, you see now. her? You see her? She just transformed. You yes. The body. Yes. Uh-huh. Oh my God! Did you see how it went from how you first picked yes. up, Mama? I was like, I, be, I wish I had a um, what do you call those cameras? Like um, uh, a time lapse. I'm Gabby. We should have did. Now. We should have did a time. No, lapse that's what we're camera. gonna do next time. That was a, a yes. missed opportunity, darling. <laughs> I can't. I love it. Listen, I, love it. I feel like for the listeners at home, you kind of hit it on the head, and a lot of people think talking to their best friend is enough. And my I thing think is, that I think yeah. that my friends are my therapists. So you can't always talk to your friends because your friends are biased. You know what I'm yeah, saying? They have a, and, yeah. They have and they have emotional links to what you're going yeah. through. So my therapist will have people who are talking and I'm telling her something and she will go back to something I said three months ago uh-huh. and she'll put all these pieces together and she'll give me so clinically and evaluate me right there on the spot right. and tell me why. Right. Like why I'm doing this. So this is what they study, right? So I think that's the difference and that sometimes you need to hear like where where your triggers are coming from, where those traumas are coming from, like what's happening with you. Mm-hmm. And not a lot of everyone can't do that. I think some people sometimes it's pretty just have somebody to listen to listen to you. But I need somebody to talk back to me too. I get so worried because I I'm just I'm a fighter and I I I can't. I, I have this thing that I'm like I would hate to be. I don't want to be difficult. I don't want to be difficult. I'm, right. I have a. I have a feeling that like I would be a difficult patient. Yeah, yeah. like. I but think, you know that that's their job is to deal with 
difficult patients. I'm just like, I'm going to be so fucking difficult. This bitch is going to be over me, whoever it is. No. And like... But that's the thing is their job is to deal with people who are difficult. Like, you could you could literally call her a bitch, and she shouldn't be able to feel a way about it. You know what I'm saying? You fucking because- bitch. But see, and that's my, that's my fear, is that, oh my god, my luck, I'll end up taking it there, because I'll get offended. But why would you call your therapist a bitch? Because that means you got something be- to work out. Because she's trying me. But your therapist should never, ever try <laughs> you. You know what I'm saying? Like, you yeah. should never feel like your therapist is trying you. Your therapist is supposed to be no. They're right. They're not. They're, they're supposed not. to hold up a mirror to you. Did you ever go to? Did you ever go to therapy? Did you ever see therapists? I did. I saw one last year. I was telling, okay. telling you, I saw a black woman last year. Oh, and how was it? She. It was one. It was free. I worked out some sort of plan. Hello, and um, mm-hmm. therapy's expensive. So. Yeah, that's the only reason why I did it. But it was actually probably one of the best things I did last year. Mm, and good. I, it's even hard to explain, but mm-hmm. she she did. She held a mirror. She held me accountable for so much shit. Oh, that's good. You know, I see. I, yeah, that's really good. That's really good. And it it made me realize that I play a bigger part in what happens in my life than I think mm. I do. You know, a lot mm. of people think like, oh, this always happens to me, but it's like, no. okay, but. How does it always keep happening to you? Right. Like, what, what, you, what role do you play? What role in? do you play? Yeah. And I think a lot. I think everyone listening, at least for a couple sessions, to speak to someone. And they say people quick yeah. to go to the dentist. They quick to get a checkup. They quick to get their breast lumps checked. They quick to get the prostate checked when they fifty. Mm-hmm. But no one ever wants to see the therapist, the, the head doctor. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. And your your health is so much more than your physical. Yeah, your mental health. Is- very important. Like I'm all about clarity. I'm about being like just having a clear head. And I keep I I can't be great at work if I don't have just peace of mind. Mm-hmm. And peace of mind is not just being mm-hmm. you know. It's about it's about just having control. Mm-hmm. It's about being in control of everything. Like of my thoughts, of my feelings. Of you know, someone I was on Twitter today, and one of my friends on Twitter was like. Oh my God, these people are like, why do people get on my nerves? I'm like, and he was letting people annoy him. And I was like, don't let them control your mood. Like, I don't, say you, that, that's my favorite thing mood. to say. I said, why would you, you get that, why would you get that person yeah. power over your day? You just gave your power away. Like you get, you yep. cannot give people power over your day, your emotions, yeah, your mood. Exactly. And my thing is exactly. everyone's human, right? We all can, we yeah. all get annoyed. We all get bothered. Yeah. We all get stressed. Yeah. But yeah. sometimes I, it's a girl named Fran. She has a podcast called The Friend Zone. And mm-hmm. she says she used to, she does a mental zoom out. When you take your yeah. Google map and you zoom out, she says, I zoom out the situation and I just look at the situation for what it is. Is it going to matter tomorrow? Is it going to matter mm-hmm. in an hour? You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. And if it's not, it's not that big of a deal. If somebody mm-hmm. cuts you off in traffic, you want to pull up next to them and curse them out, let it go. I work there. It's not even worth it. That happened you know to us on Sunday. That's, that's their problem. They're having a bad day, not me. That um, happened to us on Sunday. A friend of mine was trying to do a U-turn, mm-hmm. and somebody just, like, pulled up really close, like, didn't want to let him do the U-turn. Mm-hmm. And so they end up getting into this whole tit for tat. They're going back and forth, and then it starts going left. Because uh-huh. this guy uh-huh. starts saying, oh, you keep fucking talking. You're not going to leave this island. 
Oh, oh and I'm God. like, at that point, I'm like, okay, let me out here. I'm going to get out the car. So now a walk. dumb little moment of, oh, he in my way, he in my way. Now your life is being threatened because y'all wanted to see who had yeah. the bigger dick, who yeah. was the baddest. Yeah. Now y'all found out yeah. who's the baddest because he said he'll fucking kill you. Like, is that worth it to go home and be like, oh, shit, I almost got killed today. Right. Because I no, want to be tough. and the people in the car with me. <laughs> Oh, and wait. the people in the car with me almost oh, would have got hurt. Precious cargo. Because I'm in the car, like, um, excuse me, <laughs> I don't want to die today. All right. Oh my God. Listen. Well, listen, Taiwan, thank you so much for hanging out with us. Thank you, guys. Um, of course. You are amazing. First of all, for y'all who don't know, look him up. He is a doll. He's my boyfriend <laughs> in my head. Um, uh, going forward, you guys know what to do. This is episode 88. So we got 12 episodes for the big countdown to 100 final season season four so let's get it um you guys know where to reach out to us you can find us at um on our socials you can find me on twitter and instagram at reek and cleopatra you can find me at vic not v-i-c-k you can find the podcast page at living loud nyc you can also write us directly at living loud podcast at gmail.com me and vic both get the emails or leave us an anonymous submission through Squarespace on our webpage. That's weliveinloud.com. We live in no G. Don't be tacky. And Kawan, talk your shit. Let them know where they can find you. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm Mr. Anderson um, on Instagram. M-I-S-T-E-R. Anderson, like Pamela. Uh, Hello. Um, Hello. Yeah, same thing on Twitter. And, um, yeah, I'm just, you know, I, 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 I keep my name um, consistent across all brands, so. Fabulous. Yeah. So sending y'all off as we do every week. Hello. Um, our famous tagline, take it away with our with our uh our guest here today. Why live your life in a whisper? whisper.